Yeah, the bartenders would always look at us and be like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And for real, it's it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, like all the comments that we would say, and pretty much we'd start roasting people like oh, yeah. on site. And they would just look at us like, y'all are really going to talk shit about these people like that? Yeah. Like, fuck it, we might as well. We ain't got nothing better to do. But anyways, so we're back, finally, Jesse. I know, after how long? Um, we took maybe, what, a week off? Yeah, something like that. Took a week off or something like that. But today, we got a special guest with us. And Jesse actually got to meet this guy before me. I was supposed to go to that comedy show, of course. But of course, you know what happened. <laughs> you had something else on the mind. <laughs> Yeah, masturbation. <laughs> you got a masturbate. Can't be having going comedy shows. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, nope. no time for that. So we're gonna go ahead and introduce our special guest, Mister Michael. Hey, yeah, Michael Aaron. Yeah. So how have you been doing today? Oh, I'm doing. Yeah, it's sunny. <laughs> it's yeah. sunny. It's sunny and windy yeah. in West Texas. It's, it's the day the wife makes you do fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> And then you're like, you know what? I got something else I got to go do. Yeah, uh, yeah, right, yeah. 5.30 hit. I got to leave. Mm-hmm. Now, it's always good to, to always bring people on here because what we try to accomplish on this podcast is we like bringing people from different walks of life, different industries, you know, different beliefs because what our belief is in our crude sense of humor is anybody can get it. Yeah. Anybody can get it. I don't care if you're Muslim if you're Catholic, which I'm Catholic, if you're Baptist, if you're purple, blue, or whatever, Fucking anybody. Jimmy Chunga from Allsips. <laughs> hey, those are the best. <laughs> but we always say anybody can get it because that's just our sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hell, we had someone, uh, someone's mom call us say you need to take off the uh, that ep- certain episode. No, it was what it was actually one of my classmates. Yeah, he called. He he messaged me saying, "Hey, dude." Is there something we could do about episode six? I was like, what are you talking about? Man, there was a few things I said on there that my mama's not really happy with. (laughs) I was like, well, you do know we kind of gave you a warning ahead of time. If there's something you're going to say that you know you shouldn't be saying, and you do say it, that's on you, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) And he just went for it, and next thing you know, he was like, is there something we could do about it? Nope. Once it's published, it's published. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I don't think my grandma's listening to this show. Actually, mine is. <laughs> well, just, believe, believe it or not. Yeah, that's sorry, that's, Jesse's grandma. Whatever you learned today, <laughs> it might be frightening. <laughs> We're gonna expose could, the truth about your grandson. Oh, she already knows. Believe yeah. me. Yeah, she's she's caught on quite a bit. Once we started this podcast, she's like, "Really? Mm-hmm. You didn't tell her about the drag show you went and did, did you?" See what happened. See, was, she don't know that shit, does she? <laughs> See what happened was I had a drag queen at my show last night. <laughs> fucking doing comedy. Goddamn that shit. I was so scared. That shit was fucking lit though. Like I was like, I've never been to a fucking drag show. How the fuck? I never Oh, is it this thing? Oh. Nope. Look. Oh, there it goes. Hey, look. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of hope that doesn't fall because that's our randomness thing. I mean, we're so very random. I mean, it. Sometimes things work out. Sometimes things don't. Mm. And and speaking of like a drag show, uh, somebody was mentioning something about one going to one when I was at the roundup. Oh really? And this <laughs> this 
this one guy, this one, I had been meaning to tell you this. This one guy, oh, there's a there's a drag race going on. He's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what cars they're gonna have the for, first for the drag race. Thing people in West Texas think of, yep. <laughs> and I thought race to myself, cars. I was I thought to myself, I hope you go and experience this, so that way you can think twice about what you say. There's some racing there. <laughs> it's not the racing you want to see. Uh uh-uh, no. No, we had that drag queen last night, and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck am I gonna do? I've never had a drag queen, so this would be crazy, right? She gets she she. He, she calls me and says, uh, <laughs> says, hey, I really want to, let me, she said, hey, I just really want to do a drag show before I do my comedy set because I think it would make my set funnier. And I was like, okay. And she said, um, so I just want to do a song and I want to do my drag thing for people that don't know what drag is. I was like, anybody that lives in fucking America knows what drag is. You know, it's either a car or a fucking dude dressed like a chick. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's one of the two fucking things, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I said, you know what? Do what you want. I don't care. You're going first. Dude, that shit went so lit. Like, she had the fucking crowd just going. Like, throwing $1 wow. bills, $5 bills. Got up there, did 10 minutes on the stage, made everybody laugh. Made me laugh. <laughs> Made the owner shake his head at me. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry. I have I have let you down. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, but I was laughing while I'm like, he's shaking his head at me. <laughs> like, it's funny. I had never been to a drag show before, but I wasn't against him. I just thought. Like, well, I'm already here. It could be weird. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think like the first time that actually uh, happened, well, when I experienced that. I was actually hanging out with some friends of mine, and I'm not going to say what club we were at, and I'm not going to say what town, because a lot of people remember this very well because of the shit that went down. And the funny thing about it, I just got dragged into this, literally. I was already hanging out with my cousins. I was hanging out with, no, it wasn't my cousins. It was actually uh, two uh, female friends of mine. And I said, hey, you're hanging out with us. You're going to come with us over here. I had no choice because I wasn't driving. It wasn't my truck. It wasn't my car or anything. And so here we go. We go to this club. And I see like a lot of these weird looking people outside standing in line. And I'm like, I'm not liking this. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking people there too, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> and then I see people just, you know, dressed normal, which I say people, they were women. Mm-hmm. They were there for the show. I told them, I said, hell no. I said, I'm getting a fucking Uber. I'm getting the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to miss out on such a good time. I said, I don't give a fuck. This yeah. is not what I consider a good time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watched those. I always thought they were kind of weird, too, and, and I brought this up because I was hosting last night, and I brought this up, and I, I've always seen the videos of them on Facebook or something doing drag, and they're, they're grinding on these dudes and shit, and I'm like, do you realize that the head of their dick is touching the head of your dick? Because, like, you know? <laughs> like, that shit's fucking happening. <laughs> and you don't realize it. Like, some of these guys don't realize it until, like, I seen a video. It was on Facebook, but it got taken down. And the guy had this person, I'll say it that way, just dancing all over him and all that. And then the person turns around, picks the dress up, and shows the fucking dick. <laughs> that guy got up and walked the fuck off real quick. Because oh, yeah. he, was, he was enjoying it. 
he was grabbing this person by the hip and just letting yeah. them get it and all that. <laughs> then that person gets up, turns around, has a smile on their face, and picks a dress up. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you ever see Mari? Did you ever watch Mari? Yeah. Okay, do you remember yeah. what he did? Is it a woman or a man? Did mm. you ever see those? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I would watch the fuck out of those, and I would be like, "Oh, that's definitely a dude right there, one hundred percent." Then another, <laughs> one, another one walking back, that's a chick, too fucking hot, too perfect. Another one, dude, chick, yeah, I got this, chick, chick, dude. And then at the end of the show, he'd reveal, and I'd get every fucking one of them wrong. <laughs> And I just wonder, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, why did I say that? I'll take that back. I'll take it all back. I didn't mean any of that. Just joking. <laughs> I mean the opposite. So so now that uh, we kind of got the, the ice broken up very well. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, how, how did you come about doing comedy? And how did it actually blend in with uh, what your current day life is? Oh, uh, well, I can tell you how I come into it. I mean, that's cool. And that's kind of a long story, but I'll keep it short. Uh, I started doing it when I was uh, 20 in Dallas-Fort Worth area. I would go everywhere, the Addison, uh, the Dallas, the Addison Improv, the Dallas Improv. We were doing hyenas. And they weren't big shows. I wasn't anybody big. I was just stepping out there, doing open mics. Every once in a while, I find myself on a showcase. Then I'll skip the long part. I went to prison for five years. Then I got out of prison... And then I guess two years, three years passed, and I was like, eh, I want to do this again. I never thought I'd do comedy again. I was like, yeah, fuck that. It's past my days. And then I guess now, you know, going on three years, I've just been back into it. Just just doing what I can when I can. That's yeah. about it. COVID hurt. But other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hurt a lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that really shut it all down. We were doing Zoom shit. It was terrible. Because <laughs> you don't get that same interaction that you do as if you're on stage in front of a live crowd. No, you don't. And that's, and that's the energy that kind of like drives you and makes you want to come up with something fucked up or funny yeah. or, or whatever. And you know, the biggest comparison I hate, me and, my, me and this guy right here were just talking about this earlier. Me and Michael Shields were talking about it. My, my promoter, manager, whatever you want to call him. He's a good dude. Uh, shout out to Michael Shields. Uh, MSPN Network. Anyway, so <laughs> entertainment. Yeah, anyway, so uh, we were talking about that. And what irritates us the most, if you've been doing comedy long enough, comparing comedy to music, it's no fucking comparison. No. Because I hear it a bunch. It's like, oh, well, why do you need us to turn off the TVs? Uh, uh, bands don't need that. Well, bands don't require attention. They just get up there, play their music, and either people watch them or they don't. And normally, they're louder than anything else in there. Mm-hmm. I'm up there trying to carry attention with my voice. That's it. Yeah. And, and jokes. Yeah. It's hard to hold attention. And if you watch any like professional comedians like on Netflix or any of that shit, yeah, they're in stadiums most of the time. I get that. Mm-hmm. But again, the key point, there ain't a pool table. Mm-hmm. There ain't no TVs. Mm-hmm. There ain't no axe throwing going on. There's no shuffleboard. We're... No drag. No, no baby no mama drag. drama either. No baby mama drama. They're not there. And even there, and you can't stop this in bars. Even there, you don't have people going up there ordering drinks and shit like that. Like, if you go to, like, an actual, actual comedy club and not a bar, like Hyenas or the Addison Improv or something like that, they make you pay for a drink limit before you go in. And then they have servers that come to your table quietly, hand you your drinks, and walk off. You never have to get up. Unless hmm. you need to shit or piss. That's hmm. about it. Wow, you know. Hmm. And then if you shit or piss, you're at your own. You're on your own because whoever's on that stage is going to make fun of you, because that's the only reason you're getting up or to leave. Mm-hmm. But that, you're, that's you're kind of that's kind of like on the cruises. Yeah, when we went on the cruises, 
Remember when uh, that old lady got up yeah. because she was getting pissed off at him? He said something. He said, see, that's why you don't bring fucking grandma to the show. I know cruise ship uh, I know cruise ship comics. I know a few of them, and they're fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Danny Engel's one of my favorites. I want to get him here in Sweetwater. I want, mm-hmm. I want real bad to get him in Sweetwater. He's funny. But, yeah, yeah. I, I can't really remember these guys' names, but they were funny as fuck. But you remember just June. That was yeah. the first cruise that we went on with Ben Gonzalez. Yeah. And she was the actual, she was one of the characters in Coming to America. Yeah. She was funny as shit. Yeah. And she didn't stick to whatever script she had. Oh, no. She was just going off of what she was getting from the, from just everybody in there. Yeah. And the cool thing about it, though, is you could tell that was genuine. Mm-hmm. You could tell it was real. Now, I've been to a few comedy shows where, like, somebody is, like, standing there scratching their head. And they're thinking of something. Now, I can understand, you know, being a comedian isn't easy. Because some people actually practice this ahead of time. I've heard of some guys saying that they go to a different uh, comedy club somewhere else. And they'll write up material from just ideas that they're getting off of somebody else. And I'm like, well, isn't that kind of stealing somebody else's idea in a way? Well, yeah, kind of, sort of. But I want to put my twist to it. I'm like that to me. That's just not right. Like that's not that's not a good genuine, you know. Uh, how can I say material for comedy? No. Like for us, all the shit that we talk about is true shit that yeah. we yeah. have actually went and done and almost got killed by, yeah. or got put in jail by. Yeah. And yeah. makes for really funny stories. Oh yeah. Right? And and I was like, you know what? I wish there would be more comedians that would do that. Mm-hmm. Like if they actually went, I wouldn't say go and do stupid shit, but tell us like your actual life stories, like how it got you from here to there and tell us everything, all the funny shit, all the raunchy <laughs> shit, you know, because believe it or not, people are there because one, you're probably going to say something they're into mm-hmm. Two, you're probably going to say something they hate, Yeah, you know, and there's many <laughs> other things that, that, that they're going to go for. And you might pique their interest in some way or another. I've got a, I got a joke, and he got to see it last time, and where I open up my sets with it, and you know, I just, uh, I tell everybody to, to yell their favorite cuss word on three, and I do one, two, three, and normally I get a whole bunch of fucks and shits and all that, and and it's always really fun and a great icebreaker for audiences. I mean, it's always worked for me really well. And then you know, I go on to tell them that I could be too offensive at times, and that if I ever get offended, if the, if I ever get too offensive, that I can tone down my comedy if they say the safe word. Mm-hmm. And the safe word is moist cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. The, the two most offensive words in the English language. You know, like. <laughs> moist cunt. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's like the most common thing for like Europeans and Australians. They to love say. cunt. They love, they love saying it. that. The Americans just hate it. It makes some people want to vomit. It's that moist. Yeah. Like, don't ever say moist, moist. moist. <laughs> they hate it. So besides comedy, do you have an actual job? Is there a trade that you're involved in? I'm a plumber. Plumber. <laughs> yeah. Plumber slinging jokes. <laughs> and I have no plumbing jokes. I've also been to prison. I don't have any fucking prison jokes. I did five years in the penitentiary and don't have one joke. Wow. You I'm writing you- some, but... Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I tell some people, you know, there are some things that some people just don't want to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I tell them, I said, because you will probably question yourself, why did I ask that question? Yeah. And then you're going to regret it. It's like sometimes when my mother would ask me questions, 
And I'm like, Mom, do you really want me to tell you the answer to that? <laughs> you really want me to tell you what I did last night? <laughs> I, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I look like shit right now because of what I did last night. But <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Where, 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 that, where that brought you to, yeah, we're not going to get to that point. My right? dad would always, when I was younger, he'd be like, where are you going tonight? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to get some cocaine and fuck some hookers. And he'd be like, I'm serious. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go hang out. Really, I was telling him the truth the first time. So I never fucking lied. <laughs> I'm just going to go wild out and party. <laughs> you wanted to know, and then he didn't believe me, so I had to switch it up. It was just like uh, one of my friends, friend's mom's, if you're out past 3 o'clock, you're either getting late or going to jail. And he said, well, I'm not in jail, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, he really told your mom that? He was like, yep. See, and I really couldn't say things like that to my mother, and I'm pretty sure she's up in heaven right now cussing me out. <laughs> the fuck is he saying? That's some bitch. And she's probably telling my dad, too, you see what the fuck your son's talking about pointing down to us on earth? Yeah. She's like, you see what the fuck he's talking about? This is the shit that I kept him away from, and now he did it behind my back. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I, I really, like, when I was growing up as a kid, I didn't do a lot of shit like that. They actually kept me from experiencing the real life and stuff like that. My mother but it wasn't, tried. and it wasn't, it wasn't to be like horrible parenting or anything. It was just because they pretty much kind of went through that. They had family, they had friends that went through partying stages in their life and ended up dead or in jail. Mm -hmm. So that's what they were doing. They they raised me right. And uh, <laughs> I, I love how you put that in quotations. Yeah. And uh, and so that's what they did, you know, and don't get me wrong. You know, it actually got me to graduate high school and all this other good shit. But then my inner party animal came out after that. Yep. And then my mother, when she was still alive, she got to see the wild side of me that she had never seen before. Yeah. All the drunken nights hungover mornings <laughs> yeah. passed out in my fucking truck in the middle of her driveway at six o'clock in the fucking morning yeah. no damn well you gotta go to church yeah and oh my goodness i like, moved out of my parents house fast like as soon as i turned 18 i was gone i didn't like, get out. i wanted to go party and then i went to jail because <laughs> i moved out of there you know <laughs> wasn't long before i found out crack was the fucking bomb yeah i ain't even bullshit and y'all want some real life shit that's some real life shit right there <laughs> Fucking well, me and crack tighter than fucking whoever. I don't give a peas and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still, I mean, even to this day, you know, I don't, I haven't, I've been sober for fucking goddamn 12 years. So, but I still talk about it. You know, yeah, it's just, right. I think it's just part of me now. You know, I, I can joke about it comfortably, and you probably okay. you probably hear somebody saying, "You know, I, I do mine this way." Like you're doing it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on a minute, you're doing it wrong. Sunny side <laughs> down, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with you being in comedy, how far have you been able to go with as far as your comedy shows? Like, what's the furthest you've you've got to go with it? Do you mean distance wise, or or or? Well, let's let's just say distance wise, and so far, like what you've achieved out of it so far. I am cheap to fucking <laughs> get a few dollars every once in a while. I don't know. I've, I've Austin, I guess, probably the furthest I've been for anything uh, over at the Whiskey Fox Truck Tango, the WTF. 
<laughs> yeah, that place is lit though. Uh, but yeah, no. Other than that, I pretty much stay around in West Texas. Like I said, I I, I got this guy that Michael Shields with MSPN. Um, he he sets me up on a lot of shit. You know, if it's a big name or whatever. Uh, did a show with Kevin Farley, uh, Chris Farley's brother. He's fucking hilarious. Um, Danny Engle, he's a big one. Uh, we had it set up with Flo Hernandez a while back. COVID hit. April Macy, COVID hit. We were going to do some shit with Polly Shore. COVID hit. You want to do some shit with Tom Green? COVID hit. Mm. Um, Steve Hurst, Monty Griffin. Monty Griffin's funny. And a lot of people don't know who Monty Griffin is, so I'll tell you who Monty Griffin is. Monty Griffin wrote the script to Waiting. Really? Do you know, you know the movie Waiting? Uh, about the restaurant and it's mm-hmm. got um, yeah. Dane Cook and yeah, yeah. all them fuckers in it. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Well, I've been in, I've been in a restaurant for nine years. Yeah, there you go. So I mean, yeah. I, we 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 look up to that movie. Yeah, so I did a show with him. I bombed that show. It was the first show my mom ever went and watched me do comedy, and I bombed. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, Steve Hurst, he's on Comedy Central. In fact, they're making another Tiger King, and he's going to be on that. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, you know, a few, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a bunch that I can't even think of right now. But yeah, it's just, it's been a wild journey, you know. A uh, lot of, a lot of good shit, I mean. But yeah, I get all that set up through Michael Shields. He really gives me the big hookup, you know. He's, so he's pretty much pimping you out in he's, a way. Yeah, he pimps out <laughs> everybody. He is the pimp. You gotta see him. He's the old tall black dude. He's, he is the fucking pimp. <laughs> He comes out in some real threads, some diamond encrusted shirts. Wow. I mean, he's like the clean cat Williams. I mean, <laughs> for real, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, he's actually going to be there in Sweetwater on the twenty seventh. He's he's not going to be performing. I tried to. He couldn't give me an answer because he thought he had a day booked on that, and uh, he will be on with me next month here in Sweetwater. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, he's going to be there watching. He likes to come down and just watch. That's the type of duty he is. Yeah. He wants to see what his guys are doing, and I mean. In all respect, I feel like I'm employed through him. You know, he writes my checks, he gives me my money, and and and, and does everything he said. He puts me on shows. We've got a big deal going on in Odessa, over in the Odessa Midland area. Mm, uh, Midland, up, Odessa. Yeah, open up a new spot over there. We've got a good show coming up on that. John Stringer. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we got some good shit going on out there. So, so talking about shows, let's go ahead and jump on to March 27th, the show at Argo. So oh, yeah. give us give us a little bit of info about that. I fucking love that place. Our first show was last month. We, we That was the first yeah. time I did anything. I set up uh, a deal with the owner and uh, uh, <laughs> did a lot of his plumbing. He's a cool guy, man. <laughs> yeah, he's a real cool guy. Shout out to him. I don't want to say his name, but yeah, he's, he's a great dude. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we set that show up last month. I had a, I had a decent show. I did have one comedian that won't work with me again probably i don't know yet but yeah anyway <laughs> kind of tough sometimes comedy can be tough especially when you because i consider all these comedians yeah they're my colleagues and my friends too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and, and i expect them to coordinate and, and and carry themselves a certain way also you know and but anyway so no this show coming up 27th uh, here in a couple weekends uh, on saturday march 27th i've got uh it'll be me uh, Adrian Green, Nano, that funny guy, Sergio Cervantes, and Chris Crawford. This show, I'm putting all my chips on the table with this. This mm, is what, going all in. I'm going all in for real. I mean, like these are the best of the best I know. 
Period. Sergio was on the last show with me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. brought him because people really fucking loved that guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, maybe he can pull a draw because I got a green light to charge at the door. Five bucks. Five dollars. Come on, y'all. You got five dollars, <laughs> I'll give you five dollars. You know? Five one dollar bills. But, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to build that, that venue up for comedy because Sweetwater... As far as I know, it's never really just had the comedy scene. No, or no. Had any there, comedy there, there hasn't ever been. That was the first time I actually heard that there was going to be a comedy show, and it was because of this guy right here. Yeah, because him and of, uh, John Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, and uh, I had no idea about it. Matter of fact, it was a last minute deal. Mm-hmm. And we we brought John in here to record a podcast episode. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I really want to go, but I said I got my girl and her kids here. I said we already got a few things yeah. lined up. I said it was kind of last minute. Hey, John, that's that's kind of a wild child right there. <laughs> yeah, I, love I like the shit out of him, though. Yeah, I like the shit out of him. That story that he love. talked about, uh, I can't remember, it was when he was working at that vape store. Oh, yeah, yeah I know the story. Yeah. I know. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm we're not going to get into the details about that. It's actually coming up on an episode here pretty soon. Yeah. Matter of fact, I want to say it's going to be this coming Friday. Yeah. I want to say I'm not really too sure. I keep forgetting. I got the shit written down, written down, and all that, but I'm like, goddamn! I keep forgetting to put the dates when they're going to be released. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope you get this one out before the 27th. Oh yeah, matter of <laughs> fact, that's matter of fact, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're what we're recording for. Hope you gonna... come out the 27th. That would be dope. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna make time for that. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make time for that one. We're that gonna run. To... We're gonna try. It's probably gonna be a long show. These people were really patient with this last time we did a show over there and i felt i didn't want to run it too long for people i didn't see comedy we try to keep them about a 90 minutes it's about a normal show mm-hmm. um i think we kept that show at an hour i clocked in out everybody did 20 minutes it was four comics right yeah four 80 minutes yeah so we went a little over an hour um that's about right yeah 80 90 minutes that's about right i had another comic that's supposed to be on that and he had to drop um but yeah, god damn, I got good comics coming on. Really good ones. Mm. Everyone on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, just definitely can do what they do. And they're, they've just honed in on their craft. And they're nobody big. I mean, all these guys in my mind, you know, if you ever watch a musician or mm-hmm. whatever, a rapper, a rock star, whatever, you're like, damn, why haven't they made it yet? These are these people right here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I just brought every fire comedian I know. And that's, and that's what I tell a lot of people, you know, when I was in the music business, I had listened to a lot of music from bands musicians people that nobody had actually heard about and just like look these these people are going to become real talented mm-hmm. they're upcoming talent and eventually somebody's going to make it somewhere and that's what i see in comedy as well too you know uh there's people that are out there that haven't been discovered but for some reason like I, I, I met one guy i can't even remember his name he was actually one he'd rather do his stuff on youtube and all that to him, that's what he, he felt best at because he explained to me, he was like, you know what, I kind of have a deal with crowds that just doesn't work with me. Mm. He was like, but I love slinging my jokes. I love throwing all this shit out there. He was like, but standing in front of a crowd just isn't my thing. No. But, and and I'll, I'll have to look up his YouTube channel. Really funny guy, but and, and I kind of see where, where he goes with that because in his YouTube videos, uh, when he's looking at the camera, he turns away. He'll turn away, oh, and, and yeah. he'll, he does stuff like that. It seems like he doesn't like the attention mm-hmm. for some reason. Now, I kind of want to say he's probably got some kind of mental issue mm-hmm. of some sort that kind of keeps him from doing that, or maybe just a bad experience. 
But that's what I tell a lot of people is, you know, you'd be surprised where you could find talent at. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen some people that were street musicians that over the years, once they got discovered by somebody big time, well, it was just and brought like, them up. It was just like on, on that cruise, I shit you not, black, you know, black guy with dreads. That's all I mean. And he, I shit you not, dude. He literally came in in a mariachi suit and started playing <laughs> Spanish music. Yeah. I put that on everything that I love. And he was like, hey, what's up, Wade? This and that. I was, he just kind of looked at me. I looked, looked at him all funny. I was like, wait a minute. What did he just say? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, because I'm, I was talking to him. I was getting drunk at the bar with him for, you know, just some odd reason, just picked up a conversation. I was like, all right, I'll see you later. Next minute I knew, he was dressed up in a mariachi suit. This is where fucking comedy jokes come from. <laughs> Just comedians listening to people tell their stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. for real. And and this guy was actually really cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like the shit out of him. You know, he was a really cool guy. Yeah. And then uh, the one guy that I actually liked his music, you so forth, you know, Jesse, you really didn't kind of like it, but you were like, it's not really my thing. Yeah. But it was Kanan Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the guy that sounds like uh, Eli Young Band. Okay. When you hear him sing live, like that's that's what made me go to that uh, the Red Frog Pub. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody singing. I was like, that sounds like fucking Eli Young Band. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? So I walk in and I see this guy just playing the guitar, playing an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and he's just singing his heart out. And I was like, that's where it's coming from. I mean, very cool guy. He, he, he was very, very cool guy. Very talented, yeah, yeah. you know. Very talented mu- musician, mm-hmm. you know. I seen him playing a, a violin. Mm-hmm. He would, you know, play his guitar, and he had like these little pedals on this board, and he could play one instrument, and it would record it, and it would play it on oh, loop. On a loop, yeah. yeah. Loop and then, and then he would come in, play the guitar, and, mm-hmm. and this and that, get that going, and then he would bring another instrument on, same thing. And, man, he sang his heart out, and he was good at it. That's just dope when you can see somebody do that live. Because I've seen I've seen a bunch of musicians do that live, and it, it's dope when they do it that good. Like, for real. Yeah. yeah. And it, it turned out to be, you know, really good. You know, mm-hmm. once, uh, um, I want to say it was that last, that was the cruise that we took your dad on. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say that was the cruise that he ended on. Yeah, 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 I think I can't remember how long he was already on that cruise for. Yeah, and uh, God damn, how many fucking cruises y'all go on? <laughs> well, we haven't been on any in, in quite some time since yeah. 2015. Yeah, I have been on one, two, three, four, five, six, zero, zero cruises so far. <laughs> that I'd the, like to go on one. I think it'd be badass. Well, well, well Carnival Cruise Lines actually uh, does um, does a comedy, you know, does does the comedy shows and whatnot, but it was pretty dope. It's actually a, a little deal that they worked up with George Lopez. It's called the Punchliner. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, that's that's who brings the talent for. Well, that's uh, who that's who one of my favorite comedians works for is Carnival is Danny Engel. He he okay. does. Yeah. Uh-huh. He he he. Man, y'all might have seen him if you've been on a Carnival. There, there may have. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I look up a picture of him, I'm yeah, pretty sure I might be able to. He's he's funny, man. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of music. What did you think of this? I actually like that. Wasn't too bad. Oh no! Sounds like the light version of uh, My Darkest Days. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, wait a minute. (laughs) It ain't no Three Days Grace. I listen to death metal, so (laughs) it's 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 no Saving Abel. It's no ACDC. None of that shit. But you gotta love that royalty free music. There you yeah, go. You gotta love that. Where'd shit. you get this? So it's royalty free. Where'd you? Who is this? Epidemicmusic.com. It is uh, 
the song is called State of Dystopia. It's by Of Men and Wolves featuring Red Revision. What in the Indian shit is that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, what in the Indian shit is that? That's Danny. Okay, okay, Do you okay. recognize him by any chance? I think, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe. Maybe not. That's yeah. Danny. He's, yeah. I really like this guy. He's very funny. He, yeah. Well, don't go anywhere because we are going to take a little bit of a break. Well, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Yeah. But we're going to get to some juicy stuff here in a little bit. So don't go anywhere. You're going to want to stick around for the next one. <laughs> 